Welcome to Outside In, an interview series with First Windows and Doors. I'm Alice Lyons, editor of Homestyle magazine, and today I'm speaking with architect Anna Tong of Cart Studio, who's designed a new home on the Takapuna beachfront in Tamaki Makoto. Hi Anna, thanks for joining us today. Thanks Alice. So this project of yours has a pretty spectacular site. In fact, it's not often that an opportunity comes up to build on the beachfront here. What came before and, you know, what were your clients' dreams for the site? And, you know, when did CART get involved with the project? Our clients had been looking to build another house that they would eventually retire in. So they were really excited when the beachfront property, um, which they had regularly strolled past, came up for sale. It was initially a feasibility study, which then progressed quite quickly once they secured the purchase. In terms of the brief, I guess they were really keen on a contemporary build that was also relaxed. They were really keen on having the feeling of a casual beach house. On the site, there was an existing um, modernist house at the time. It was lovely, but also really run down and quite unsuitable for their needs. We felt a lot of responsibility to design a house that would honour what once stood in its place. So we were keen to achieve something that had a good sense of permanence while sitting really comfortably within the environment and not being too ostentatious. Uh, Yeah, I think I actually recall that um, little modernist house that was there on previous walks on the beach. But so really this location and view here were big players. Can you talk us through what defined the project from the outset? Um, The beachfront property is accessed off a long driveway, um, being a rear site. It's at the end of a really tight suburban street, just a block or so back from the village. The site itself has two mature pahutukawa at the seaward end, which frames the views over the beach out to Rangitoto. There were existing masonry blade walls of the original house, and they were what formed the starting point, as we were looking initially looking to maintain existing use rights where possible. The design of the house evolved within the space between those blade walls, and that gave rise to a, a kind of L-shaped plan at the ground level, which wrapped around a private courtyard. With those sort of environmental aspects in mind, you know, you had the existing trees, but then, you know, what other considerations did you have to make in terms of the environment there and responding to that? We were really mindful of how compact the site was um, and the very built up surroundings of the neighbourhood. So we were looking to maximise every opportunity to integrate greenery and nature throughout the house as, as a means to provide screening to and from the neighbours also softening the built elements where possible and enhancing key outlooks. The climbing plants on the batten facades are a key example, as well as the interior garden to the entry. I really love the way that you've sort of included that landscaping and you know green elements into the into the material palette of the building. And you know, while turning your back to the street seems obvious here with the coastal view, you've created a really interesting journey from entry. Um, Can you share your intent with this? Arrival for us was a really important aspect of the design. The first view of the house is of the cascading plants um, falling over the copper clad garage door. At that point, you you get the sound of the trickling water feature um, coming into play. This then leads to the front entry door, which is also clad in copper um, with that beautiful patina to it. Once you enter the entry atrium, you're faced with the main stairs which fold up and around an internal sunken garden. 
Um, there are these climbers from that garden, which um, are trailed up these double height battens along the stairs. There's a natural pull towards the left down the polished terrazzo ramp, which leads us towards the open plan living, dining, kitchen space, which crosses the site. We designed generous glazing right across the seaward end um, where it faces out to the view. Yeah, so nine metres of first windows and doors stacking sliders there really opens up that living space, doesn't it? Oh yes, it's quite impressive. <laughs> so yeah, what were, you, what were your, some, some of your key considerations around joinery? We were really keen to achieve a situation where we could achieve really generous extensive glazing with seamless thresholds where possible around all the edges. We were quite deliberate in the way we detailed the joinery frames. So, you know, for example, aligning them with structure or walls and ceilings, um, that really maximised the glazing lines and formed flush transitions wherever possible. Mm. It was also really important for the joinery to essentially disappear when the doors are all pulled back to minimise the interruption to the views out. Yeah, I really love that actually here because you just get that direct connection with the outdoors. Definitely. It provided a much cleaner kind of frame to all the views. Mm. Along the seaward spaces, we introduced high-level glazing over the living and kitchen areas to form these raised voids without compromising the height in relation to boundary restrictions to the side boundary because we were able to step the facade in to suit. The clear history glazing provided this dappled view looking up through the trees while throwing a lovely quality of light throughout those spaces and also across the textured surface of the in situ walls. You also catch a glimpse of tufts of grass and planting from above the kitchen, which gave a hint to the green roof from the upper level. Yeah, neat. There's also this really lovely moment where the glazed threshold seems to disappear, where we've got the exterior shiplap running through either side of the main bedroom above um, to form this dark cedar shiplap um, belly, which barrels over to form the lowest ceiling over the dining area. Mm. We also got this really, this kind of glowy lantern effect at night when um, the spaces were lit from within. We designed this glazed sitting nook at the seaward end of the kitchen, which is this pocket of space which seems to float forward under the copper canopy over the covered seaward deck. Yeah, I really like that actually, that little nook you have there because it's, you know, even that's a fixed window, isn't it? Rather yes, than it being is. Yeah, so yes, it it's, it's sort of interesting that interplay of having large areas that really open right up, but then contrasting that with just, you know, that sort of seamless view moments as well. Yes, while still feeling quite protected mm, from the elements. Mm. That sort of glazed lantern concept, it's sort of, yeah, I love that kind of idea of a space that, that, that bring, comes to life in the evening as well, especially in a place that a house is built when it sort of maybe feels quite public, but you can sort of have this internal private moments. Absolutely. Um, so there's, you know, a really interesting interplay here between raw and refined moments. Um, you know, what influenced your palette, you know, with this, the cedar and with the copper and the patina? Um, yeah, both inside and out. What, how did you come to that palette? Right from the outset, our clients were really interested in a palette of concrete and timber. And our concept for the, of the blade walls, which referenced the masonry walls of the original house, 
then gave rise to this idea of this heavy versus light wall aesthetic, which worked in really well. We were really keen on achieving a really monolithic form to the heavy walls. Um, so the idea of using in situ concrete lent itself really well to that because um, we could avoid the panelized and modular format of precast and masonry. Yeah, sure. The light walls form the in-between planes, which we then assigned the dark stained cedar shiplap cladding to, which offset the um, variegated texture of the in-situ concrete. Yes, and then you sort of had that copper in addition to that to, as an accent. Yes. The copper we used to clad um, the feature elements such as the entry as well as the garage door. We also used it for all the canopy and suffete areas and all the rainwater elements. Another key area that we applied it to was the um, main bedroom wardrobe base, which formed these saddlebags overhanging either side of the dark cedar belly over the dining area. Mm. It also happened to conceal the econ units within them. Handy. <laughs> <laughs> so coming back to those bedroom areas upstairs, they also have that seaward view. And I love that use of the biparting sliding doors there to open that bedroom space up. Can you just sort of talk us through some of your other considerations upstairs? Um, we've got the, the, a guest room over the garage, which is accessed directly off the entry stair atrium, but the rest of the bedrooms barrel off towards the seaward end, with the main bedroom projecting past to float amongst the treetop branches of the existing Pohutukawa. Um, so, you know, the, the sliding stacking doors at the end, um, really, once you pull back those sliding stacking doors at the end, you really feel like you're out amongst the trees um, looking out to the view. Yeah, it's a pretty magical spot to start the day. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> so now that the project's finished and the clients have settled in, what do they love most about the home? Well, quite simply, um, they've mentioned over and over again how they just love living in the house, <laughs> which is probably the best feedback for us um, with what we do. Yeah. Um, and also privacy from the beach hasn't really been an issue. Um, we had this private courtyard designed, which they hardly ever used because um, just being open to the beach <laughs> has actually been really lovely for them. Um, they've got a site that, which is slightly elevated. Um, there's also the screening of the Pahutukawas in the fence, which gives that um, slight buffer. The seaward adjustable timber shutters are rarely ever deployed and the fully glazed um, sliders are pretty much left open most days when the weather is good. Yeah, nice. I mean, and it's great that there's that flexibility there though, isn't it? You know, you've got that real ability to open and shut for privacy, but also for, you know, the environment. You know, if it is really a, not a beautiful summer's day, they can, you know, shutter it up, but then on you know, for the best part of the year, they can really live with that space wide open. Yes, I totally agree. I think it's really important to allow that level of control and flexibility um, when occupying a home, because mm. things do change on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of how you, how, what the environment's doing or how you're feeling or, or otherwise. Yeah, what I'm getting a feeling for in terms of, you know, CART's practice is that those sensory elements are like really important to you guys as well? Absolutely. I think those things are really important because they're actually part and parcel of the whole experience of architecture. Um, it's not just simply about um, these built elements and surfaces and 
It's so much more than that. It's about the experience of the spaces and how you you experience them, you move through them, you feel them. Um, it's all those things. Mm. And here, it's interesting that you say, um, you know, the density was a really important factor because I don't get the feeling from this house that... Um, yeah, just those the, the ways that you've opened it up and you know integrated different materials and things. I don't get the feeling that that has been a restriction. Well, I suspect the more limitations you have in a project, the harder you work at um, making them seem non-apparent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes those barriers are actually the best thing for design. Aren't Absolutely, they? couldn't mm. agree more. Mm. The resolution is beautiful. It's like, yeah, it's a testament to what good design can do for an amazing site. Thanks, Alice. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Outside In. If you'd like to see more of this project by Cart Studio, take a look at firstwindows.co.nz.